shit. God damn it, you see what's happening over here. AOE. Yo, Simo. Yo, Blair. Shit. Fool. Diddy. Help. It's a lot over here right now. Uh, you know what? This is a special situation. Uh, in which case, we would not be doing today's guest justice if she could not properly introduce herself. This is our take it in moment. Uh, we want you at home to take it in. It's a lot over here on this couch. You mind walking over there and saying hi to the people? Okay. Get, get up close and personal to them. Just, just say hi to them. Hello, everyone. I'm Barbie Monroe. Yeah. Now everybody want to see. <laughs> All right. That, that. She says hi. Um, God damn it. They said we couldn't do it and we back in it again. Um, you know, if you're at home right now and uh, you're sitting by yourself and you, you're trying to figure out your life, I need you to give us a call. 323-385-9734. We're going to get somebody over there to you. We're going to definitely get somebody over there to you. Just hold <laughs> tight. Somebody's on the way. Um, I mean... You starting to dance. That definitely probably was an arduous process. Walk us through the day you said, I'm going to dance. How did that happen? <laughs> it's funny. Okay. The day I started to think about dance, actually, it was in the back of my mind, but the day it came to the front of my mind, my mama mentioned it. Like, she the one who told me hey, you know to what? dance. I'm, you know what? This is the funny part. Don't feel bad about that. Because I know at least three other girls who mama... I know one girl who mama took her to the strip club. She said, hey, bitch, this school shit ain't for you. Uh, <laughs> we know where you need to be at. <laughs> we need to get this money, and you sitting around here, hey, bitch, you, you sitting on a gold mine, motherfucker. So what what'd your mama say? My mama just told me, like, shit, you cute. You got a nice body. Why don't you try dancing? Like, she, she act like she didn't know she wanted to say it, but I know she she's kind of straightforward. She's real blunt. So she's like... You need to start dancing because I was telling her how hard I was working because I was working my nine to five. I was working at the Marriott and I was tired and they would have me there to like six in the morning graveyard shift. Which Marriott you was working at? Uh, River. It was on Riverwalk. It was in San Antonio. So in San Antonio off the Riverwalk. Yeah. You, so this is where you grew up at. Well, no, I was just working there and I had a baby. So and I was like, I'm really not making enough money to take care of myself. So you my somebody fine ass mama is what you're telling us. Yeah. How, how, okay. You got how old is your kid? Well, he's nine now, but. Yeah, you got a fine ass mama, whoever he is. <laughs> Wherever you at, your mama's fine. Now, go ahead. Anyways, so I was telling her and I was complaining, and basically I was trying to borrow some money, and she was like, no. She was like, you need to go hustle. You need to go make the money. She's like, I don't know what you need to do, but you need to do it. <laughs> so She said, go make the money. Don't let the money make you. Yes. I love she it. Me. So she was like, she's like, I be seeing a girl, like a lot of girls make a lot of money at the strip clubs. Why don't you just go, go up there and strip? She's like, you got a nice body. So... 
that's what I did. So which club did you start at? Um, I started at a white club, and it was called Palazzo's. It's in Austin, Texas. Okay, so you left San Antonio, went yeah. to Austin. You yeah. was like, I'm not going to dance in Saytown. Where yeah, I didn't want to, you know. So you went to Austin, like, I'm going to go get this money. Yeah. Okay. And I danced there for a little while. Now tell I'm, me about the first day you get there. Like, describe us. You walking in this strip club. Okay, not nothing like the Players Club. I know everybody look for the Players Club to tell them how to be a stripper. It's nothing like that. So, when the first day I walked in, the manager who gave me my name said, Oh, you look like a Barbie doll. And, that, and he was a white manager. He gave me my name. He's like, You look like a Barbie doll. We're going to call you Barbie. I was like, okay, you know? So, after, say, the first two so, weeks. So, so, this is, so, is he like Matthew McConaughey, white dude, or he like a nigga, that's white boy that started Facebook? What's his swag like? Who gave he's his- like a white, white man. Like, he's a real white, uptight man. Yeah, we're going to call you. You just. Yeah. <laughs> you basically with a country accent, too. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know what? God damn it, shit. You know what we're going to call you? We're going to call you Barbie. We're going to call you Barbie. You're Barbie. And he explained to me the rules. What did he say the rules were? He was like, he was like, no prostitution. He was like, we have we have the back rooms if you want to do party, um, private dances and stuff like that. Private dances are $25 and, you know, depending, don't stay there too long and all that different stuff. He was like, no prostitution. That was their number one rule. No fucking in here. No fucking. This is not a whorehouse. It's <laughs> not the best little whorehouse in Texas. So you in Austin. Like, what part of Austin is it? Like, near 6th Street? Is it, where is it? Um, It's really, like, going down towards, going towards um, Round Rock. It's like so it's way. almost near Round it's Rock. It's still there. Palazzo's still there. Palazzo's out there in Austin. Shout out to you if you're working hard out there, Palazzo's. But that was my first club. And then, like, I met some girls, you know. Usually you don't want to be too friendly, but all the girls at that strip club was friendly as hell and they was telling me about babe showgirls i'm sure everybody knows about babe showgirls in texas so so where is that at it's in austin that's in austin too it's right off um it's right off the 10 oh off the 10 so you you go to this club he give you this name and i mean you know we've had many many encounters of strip clubs situations that we've been in me myself dd damn fool to other co-hosts who ain't here right now um and we didn't fuck some shit up in there mm-hmm. um so i can only imagine being on the opposite well, this side a white, this it was a white strip club so it was different like you actually had to like you know kind of finesse your tips and then like white guys don't really too much care about you know you dancing and shaking your booty and stuff like that you know they like to talk to you and get to know you and tell you about their life and stuff and, you know, they pay you like that. Okay, so it's more of a conversation. Yes. Keep motherfucking talking. That's how you was yeah. getting that money. You had to keep talking. You couldn't be in there being a dumb bitch. You had to keep talking. She was definitely keeping Yeah, they keep- was trying to get rid of, get, um, get away from their wives and shit like that. So, yeah, it was different. Um, but when I went to a black club, because I only stayed there for about a month, and then I moved to Babes and the black clubs, you had to show some ass. <laughs> they want to see the pussy. They want to see it right away. Yeah. So, I mean, going from the the, the, the first club, Palacios, where you ain't doing all that, what, did you have to make any adjustments in your own stage demeanor? Like, 
Yeah, like I had to go from pole tricks to shaking my ass. Basically. How did it feel the first time that you showed your pussy to the crowd? Did you feel powerful? Was there an empowering moment like I'm running this shit? When did you get into that groove like, hey bitch, I hey, I'm I'm doing I'm I'm that bitch right now. Well, like I never really had to get into the mood. Like I was introduced to to Molly and alcohol. So Yes. So that's I how feel you- the power. <laughs> The power is among you. The modern penetrator system. And the vagina was there to see for all who had money to pay. Yeah. (laughs) So that's just like, you know, that's how I got into my mood. But, you know, eventually, like, down the line, you don't want to do that. So... You can't do it every day. Yeah. You can't. You, you can't, can't turn up every, every day. day. You can't, you can't, can't do it every day. day. I don't give a fuck if your bills. You can't do it every day. You be rolling for two, three days. Now, um, the coke, the cocaine. I know that was pretty frequent in the white, in the white girl club. They were yeah. doing two of cocaine. I never did coke. I did like I pop the Molly pills or EXO. But yeah, never was up your nose. Never was up my nose. But you was definitely yeah. We 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 do it all over here. We uh, we are at uh, veteran. Uh, drug users, not abusers. We do not abuse the drugs. We <laughs> use the drugs. Quote that. Um, so, you get to the black club. Now, give us that transition. How was that manager when you walk in there? He was like... Um, oh, we gotta have that name. What's his name? If you can remember. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna say... What was that man's name? He was... What was his name? Dang. I want to say, what was his name? It was he was the white guy. He was fat. Um, his name was I think it was Ted Tom. I don't know. I forgot. So, <laughs> he, was, but he at the black club though. Yeah, he at the black club. So you, you see two managers, both of them black, white, but this is a black. One club. was um one was like I think he was like Arabic or something, and the other one was white. Okay, so. You get there, the girls is there, you walk in, what's, what walk us through? Man, I walk in and it's like snake eyes, like, you know, like bitches looking you up and down like, who's she? Like, you know? Yeah. Like everybody think they want to dance, you know, just, I don't know why, like, white girls was like, yay, come on, girl, you fine. What's the craziest thing happened with the white girls at the White Street Club, like, outside the club and that you did, that you get to hang out or create kind of crazy? Nothing, like, really, they were real cool. They was, like, nice, you know. One girl told me, like, where things was. She was like, helpful. don't get too much. Yeah, helpful. Uh-uh, not them black bitches. They was not helpful. <laughs> <laughs> black bitches wasn't trying to beat you. Who Bitch, is you, though? They see so, me as oh, Everybody wanted to so dance. Was just oh, like, that's cool. Yeah, like everybody wanted to dance. You know, like, I don't know. So you're there at the black club and you show them your vagina for the first time. <laughs> Walk us through that. Take us through that day. Okay, it was time to get on. Well, the club manager gave you the rules. He was like, we're a full new club. You got to show your, you know, you got to show your tits. You got to show your pussy. So. Okay. When you get on stage. I mean, it's a white man saying this. Yeah. He's like, hey, you got to show your tits and you got to show your, you got to show it. He's like, you ain't got to bust it open, but you got to take it all off. Okay. So. And uh, so you there, you, you you hit the pole or hit the stage. Do you remember what what song kind of was like iconic for you that really took you back to that moment of the, your first, first, couple, first couple nights working there? Anything? Um, 
song was it? Because I would imagine as as dancers, you guys would have like a couple songs that's just like it was. It was so many songs playing. Is there any that just stick out like of all like of all time like your favorite dance songs? Like when this come on, I can shut it down to this song. Um, it was a, it was a um, a UGK song. God damn it, Pimp C. Yeah, it was a UGK. Wasn't take it off trick. Being over, let me see it. If you're looking for a trio type that nigga, was a let song, me be it. No, um, Got a big twelve beans. Parked what do you outside. say? Show look good to me. Oh, show look good to me. Oh, yeah. yeah. That show one. look good to me. Yeah, that one. <laughs> so that was playing a lot for me. God damn it, Pimp C. So at what point, as you out there on stage, you dancing and they looking at you, how is that? That was my first experience getting rained on. Okay. How does that feel? Like... Man, it feel like heaven. <laughs> when money get rained on you like that? Yes. Because I was new and I never experienced. I was so used to, at you know, the club where they come in and they put the, you know, money in your little drawstring. Or like, you know, put a couple of dollars on the stage. Or you, you know, you make your money in a white club, you make it lap dancing. Mm-hmm. But in a black strip club, you make it, they throw the money at you. So it was different. You know, I liked it. You liked <laughs> and it made it. me come back. It's like a drug, for real. <laughs> so if it's just some serotonin possibly is released when that money hits your mm-hmm. skin. You get looser when the money hits you. Oh, Not the real? alcohol. The money hits you, get looser. Oh, okay. So, you know, I, I, I'm going to tell you, when money hits you, people don't realize 60 good dollars at one good time, it feels like something. It's, it does something. Cause you, that ain't even a lot of money, but just a, just a hot 60? Well, you know, 61's hitting. Nigga. Well, my first night at the um, Black Strip Club at Babes, I made $4,000. So. God <laughs> damn! $4,000? Yes, because it was one customer, and I don't know. He said he had a crush on me, and he knew me from the hood, so. He was trying to show something. He was trying to show me something. I mean, he had some money. Have you ever been in a club dancing, working, one of your customers just kind of make you feel like, look, I need to get kicking with you away from here. I need to get out of here and outside the club hang out with you just on something that's like, you got a good vibe. No, not really. Not really. Like, I don't know. Like, after a while, you meet so many niggas. Yeah, meet so many niggas. Like, you can't chill with all of them. I know you can't chew all of it. It becomes like a, a script. So the script is yeah, walk like, oh, us yeah, through the script. What's the script? What's the script when you hanging with a nigga outside the club that you met in the club? Like a nigga get your number and you're like, hey, what you doing after this? Or, hey, what you doing? You wanna go get something to eat? I'm hungry. <laughs> and so you like, yo, what's Yeah, you what you doing today? Like, tonight you gonna come see me? And basically come see me at the club, because you're trying to get some more money. Right. So when he says, hey, let's go get some food outside the club, and you say, okay, mm-hmm. when you get with him, what's that like? Sure, I get some food, and then I'm trying to talk to him into coming to see me later at the club and throw some money. Okay, so the money you can make in the club versus the money niggas willing to pay you to do shit outside the club, like, for people who don't understand what that's like, 
explain it because it's like it's a it's a it's a fine line because it's like you got money in the club, but then it's like this nigga saying I'm gonna pay you two three racks uh, to come kick with me for the weekend and fuck the club. Oh yeah, that's way different. <sighs> like how long did you? How long were you working there at base before you was just like fuck it? I'm gonna make money outside the club too. Well, like, I never really got into that, but it's been a time, yeah, somebody offered me some money to, you know, kick it with them outside the club and don't go to work. It had to be, like, I was probably, like, two months in the babes or so. And he was like, hey, I, I need you to get up out of here. Let's, let's go. To, where did y'all go? a couple places like sometimes it'd be just their house it was Austin sometimes it'd be Travis Lake Travis or something come chill with me at Lake Travis it's like that what is like uh all right I'm not going to work price that niggas would be <laughs> like I ain't going to work tonight so what I need to have this for tonight tonight you got to pay this to get me to leave work to agree because some niggas out here probably want to do that, but don't know if they asking with the right amount. They don't got the right bait to ask a woman and not go to work tonight. For me not to go to work, I need at least five. So, nigga give you five racks, you miss a work. Yeah. That's a day. It's a day. So, nigga give you 15, you gone for the weekend. Yeah, I'm gone for about two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> nigga give you 15, that's all it takes. <laughs> Trying to be where you are. <laughs> I um on a er, on an earlier episode, I talked about how um how my first experience was getting some shit popping in the club, uh, and it wasn't with the girl that I wanted. For those of you who want to hear that whole story in completeness, is uh, Miss Cat. Look up the Miss Cat story episode, probably like four or five. But uh, I basically referenced how I got finessed by um, this young lady who I wanted to dance with. And wanted to have, you know what I'm saying? Hey, I want to dance with you by myself. Then she was like, I was, the, the security guard had told me, he's like, hey, man, they'll fuck you. And I was like, what I got to, how much I got to pay? He told me 150. <laughs> I, he gave, I gave him the 150. He told me to go up in the room and sit down. And I waited. And the bitch that showed up wasn't the bitch that I wanted. And it was an old <laughs> bitch. And it was just a whole semi-uncomfortable situation. But I know you was like, man, let this dance go fast. <laughs> What a dance. She came in there to fuck. She wasn't trying to play no games. I couldn't even get my money back. Old lady fucked shit out of me and sent me on my way. And I was, <laughs> I was 17. I was like, ah, oh, shit. But it's like, nigga. It's like, I don't know, man. It's like, that's a, man, that shit is a, that shit is a process, nigga, going to the strip club. I, I can't even think of how much money I think I fucked off in the strip club. Probably a lot. <laughs> not, a, not a lot, a lot. Because I got limits. For those of you just enjoying the show, man, we got more to come. Bobby Monroe right here on this episode of Did You Miss Me Podcast. Don't go nowhere. We'll be right back. This is to the people. Patreon subscribers, we've been watching y'all. Y'all been watching us. We've been making moves for y'all. You know why? Because we won't give y'all exclusive shit because y'all deserve it. Why? Because y'all are investing in us. Let me tell you what we got, Patreon. Uncut unadulterated stories that'll never, ever, ever hit the airwaves. Just y'all ears and eyes will be able to view it. So guess what, people? $20 subscribers, we thank y'all. $2 subscribers, come on now. Come on. You got to come on now. I know you're getting money now. You know how I know? We're going to be motivating you motherfuckers to get the money. So come on, people. Drop that bread off on us. 
damn foods in this bitch. He dropped, he's sprinkling tidbits of motherfucking unadulterated juice in your bitch's life. What y'all doing? Two dollar subscribers, come on now, step that bitch up. Twenty dollar subscribers, man. What's in two for y'all? I'm checking. I want to tell you right now. But you can't. I can't. You can't. I can't tell you. They gotta see it. They thought I was dead, bitch. I'm still here. Don't tell. Don't you see? That's another goddamn story. Subscribe. Dead man. Dead man walking. Ask for that story. Dead nigga. For all y'all that's been asking, there he is. He's still around. He's still around. That's not left the group. What's up, y'all? We back. Um, this is a, becoming a very, very interesting episode of the Did You Miss Podcast. Uh, Barbie here. So, I guess the ultimate goal is to try and find a way to get out of there once you're in there. And I guess there's a time in which I think you started finding your way or what you thought was your way out. And what, how did that, that kind of unfold for you? Let's Take see. us back to the year. What, what year are we looking at? Like. We're here looking at the year probably 2013 going into 14. Yeah. Um, it was the first V Live, Houston. Okay, now how did you get from Austin to Houston? Man, we, you know, they were saying it was a Drake party. It was when Drake first came to V Live, Drake and Rihanna. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, girls traveled from all over. So I went from Austin to Houston. And I got to be in Rihanna section, then I got to be in Drake section, so that was fun. <laughs> you was in there having a good time. Yeah, I made a made some good money. I made like ten bands. So you had to audition to get in there. Like no, the you don't have to audition. Okay. That was before Beeline became all crazy and stuff. You had to audition. This was him basically DC trying to get some bitches in the club. Now DC, uh, for those of you who may not know, is the was is the owner who started the whole Beeline yeah. concept. And so, uh, like. You met him when you went there to work with, with Drake and Rihanna. Yes. All right. So how have you go from making 10 bands to where this, you know, friendship escalates? Well, basically, everybody was claiming they was the owner of V-Live. And, like, you had, like, a guy named Bud who told me he was the owner. Mike Slim told me he was the owner. It was crazy. So I was like, who's the owner? Who really owned this? So I just thought it was, like, some white guy who owned it. But my friend Honey did was telling me, the owner of V-Live want to talk to you. And I was like, who's the owner? And she was like, DC7UP. And I was like, oh, okay. And I was like, well, who is he? And so he came. He was like... He asked for my number. He got my number, and he was texting me and stuff like that. And he invited me to Miami, and I was like, "Boy, I got a son to take care. Of. I can't go to Miami just out the blue and stuff." So I blew him off because I didn't really think he was the owner because it was so many people claiming they were the owner. And it's 2013, so it's still kind of like you know it's Houston. So you trying to figure it out? Yeah, I'm trying to figure everything out in Houston. So basically, you know, I just started dancing at V-Live, um, you know, because they make a lot of money. So, and that's the time where Miracle Walks was dancing, Lyra Galore was dancing there. It's like, on, it's electric in there. Yeah. It's, it was the place to be. Yeah. Shout out to Lyra and Miracle. God damn. Yes. And the, just Britney, everybody was in V-Live. Everybody's in there. Yeah, everybody. Johnny Blaze. Yeah. And, you know, me and Johnny Blaze, we had you know, we had our bump in, you know, over a guy named Alvin. They call him King Alvin in Houston. Okay. 
and used to throw a lot of money, but we squashed that, so. <laughs> How do girls get into it, like, over a nigga that's throwing money? Man, you the money Ain't the money for everybody? You know, some girls get feel like they be in a relationship with the nigga. You know, after he, you know, tip you so many times, that becomes your nigga, your customer, you know? So, mm, so you start counting when he coming in that that's money that's going to go in my pocket. Yeah. I see. And, and, and you I, know, a nigga might see another another girl and he might be, like, liking her, so he throw her some money. You feel like you feel played, so. Okay. That's how girls get into it. That's how it happens. Over my customer type of shit. I see. So, at what point does does the relationship change and you start letting your guard down? Actually, it's actually it took a while because like I wasn't interested in him. Like I didn't, I thought he was lying. So <laughs> I thought this nigga was lying the whole time. Yeah, I did. I thought he was lying. Girl, hey, you know, it's funny. Girls be like, I lie. I be lying about shit. When I used to lie a lot when I was like younger, I finesse Lord. <laughs> And so when I wasn't lying, bitch, you think he's lying? Like, all right, bitch, I'm telling the truth, but that's fine. You deal with it. So, like, I had met another guy, and, you know, I had went to Atlanta, started working at Magic City and stuff like that, and he was working on his next club, his next V Live Houston, the big one. Because this is when he was at the Little Shack. Mm -hmm. Little Shack on Richmond. He was working on the big club. Mm -hmm. He was like, man, I'm about to build this club. He was calling. We were still talking. We were friends. And he was like, I'm about to build this club in Houston. I want you to come dance and stuff. And I was like, okay, whatever. I'm at Magic City. I'm in, you know, I'm in Atlanta right now. So, basically, I got into it with the guy that I was with in Atlanta. And then Damon, well, D.C., he drew, um, he flew me out to Houston and basically, he told me he was going to give me a hotel and stuff like that. But I ended up staying at his house. Yeah, he brought you right on in there. He got somebody over there to himself is what he did. <laughs> he said he got you right on over there to me. Yeah, I'll put you in a hotel. But you don't get on that plane, bitch. Because once you land, <laughs> you come into hotel day my house. That's what that is. I can't act like I ain't never pulled that. Yeah, I got a hotel for you and everything. <laughs> hotel this house. Yeah, so the hotel was his house, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so I was basically staying with him. And between staying with him, I would go to my cousin's house sometimes. But, like, one day, like, I was like, man, I'm about to go to my cousin's house because, like, I didn't feel too comfortable. Like, you know, like, just staying with a nigga I barely knew. So he started calling. He's like, where you go? When you coming back home? I was like, home? <laughs> so... Anyways, I was basically with him, you know, to work at V-Live. So, I was working at the old V-Live first. And, you know, the girls, like, the girls are real messy. Like, they were real messy. I was like, oh, that's DC new bitch. Da -da 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 -da. <laughs> <laughs> that's his new bitch. I bitch. Yeah. So, the nigga that you left in Atlanta, well, how was he coping with this? He was fine. He was, was just, he, he was just a, a nigga that was trapping and shit? Yeah. So he just, you know, selling drugs to the community while this is going on. Like, I lost We kept bitch. getting into it, so. Over what? Just over me going to the club, staying late. Nigga, you out late serving <laughs> crack, nigga. What the fuck? 
I'm be mad at you for dancing and you out here you destroying know, the community. He came one to the person club, at a time. He seen me with another. Another. I okay. This what happened. I was staying with him, so he came to the club. He seen me with another guy, just a customer. I was dancing on this guy. You know, I think he was a ball player or something like that. So basically, just because I didn't speak to him, he felt some type of way when he came to the club. Bitch, you at work? That's what I said. At work. I done so. dealt with strippers. Hey, she at work. It's not your <laughs> bitch right now. You yours outside these doors. You right now. You let them get the money and you shut the fuck up. Yeah, basically. So basically, he put me out his house, and I had to go stay with the basketball player. Um, you need that name. <laughs> Yeah, just gonna, yeah, we we need that name. We're gonna need that basketball player's name now. I can't. No, no, no. Fuck all that. You didn't. We didn't. We, nigga, we didn't name drop uh, Big Alvin and uh, DC and Just Britney What's and Miracle. Fuck all that. We need that name. Give a fuck. You ain't even. You ain't. You ain't safe. At least the same. Atlanta. Lou Williams. Who was it? It was in Atlanta, but no, like he played overseas now, so I'm that's fine. To, that means that I'm doesn't not even. To, no. <laughs> what, the, what the fuck is this? The, the deal? The, the 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 real the strip the, the street niggas is safe, but the fucking uh ball player niggas ain't. We need man, that name, bro. I got a lot of names I cannot drop. Oh, man, that's all right. I'm gonna get that name for y'all on Patreon. Our Patreon mm-hmm. subscribers, just tell them we're gonna tell them on Patreon. They gotta pay to see that name. We're gonna let you that name. Uh. Cause that's what they finna say in the comments. No, fuck that. I want the name. <laughs> Niggas gonna be in these comments right now. Right now they comment. Somebody writing. No, Barbie. Where's the name? <laughs> so you go stay with this basketball player, nigga. To, I can't he put stay you. with him forever because he gotta go. So you know. That's when you end up getting DC to fly you back. Yeah, basically. Like I guess he kind of all lined up together because like basically I was gonna be out of place to stay. In Atlanta. So, I guess it all lined up together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I took that flight. Yeah, you took you took that flight, and that's what, and so now you, you in there. Mm-hmm. So, he gets you to move in with him, and uh, so you there. At what, how many days are you in the club before it's like, you know what, I'm finna start fucking this nigga. This is the nigga that I'm finna start fucking, I'm already there. <laughs> how many days is it before that happens? It wasn't long. It wasn't long. It could have been, <laughs> been longer, but like, so is he trying to fuck every night? Is because I, I mean no, I would basically. Like, actually, the first night he was like, he was like, you know, we ain't gotta, we ain't gotta do nothing and stuff like that. Cause, that's you how know, you do it. Because you know, old, like shit, nigga, so forty-eight. You were tripping. <laughs> so and you, I was only what 22, 21. So what night he was like, this is gonna get this pussy. This is it. I, I, I've been here long enough. This is tonight. Is the, this nigga walked right through the goddamn shot. <laughs> this nigga here. Well, and then I don't. <laughs> it was like, you know, his son had came over. His son was sleeping in the other bedroom that I was, like, sleeping in. So I had to sleep with him. So I don't know. Like, yeah. turnover. Yeah, it rolled over on that ass. Yeah, you just, you're already right there. Yeah, you're already in. The, you're already being, you know, in shelter. These niggas providing service to you. Shelter. Mm. It's only right that you provide that service back. <laughs> we got more. Did you miss me? Podcast. More stories to tell. We'll be right back. Right after this. 
What's up, everybody? Hey, listen, folks, thank you guys for watching and keep building with us, people. Patreon subscribers, we got to thank y'all. We got to show love to y'all. Why? Because we got something planned for you guys that's big and it's on the up and up and you deserve it. Call us the state. We're giving okay. shit out free. It's time to give away money. It is time. God damn it. Call us your EBT card. God damn it. Did you miss me? He's giving out money. What does EBT stand for? Uh, everybody built to transition. I don't know. I never know. Everybody broke. Everybody broke tomorrow. Nah, I like that. Everybody broke tomorrow. <laughs> Everybody, broke, Everybody broke tomorrow. Everybody broke today. Yeah. Well, when this card comes through, you're going to be straight. Yeah. That's what that is. Yeah. So listen, people. Patreon subscribers from the lowest level all the way to the highest level. We thank you guys and get ready for us to show our thanks by giving money back to you guys. We appreciate you. And make, listen, we got some new apparel, too. Yeah, we do. We got some brand new goddamn apparel. Shit. Yeah, we got a spring look for you guys. Oh, man, that goddamn billow is very much so a fashionista. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to get billow that. Mm -hmm. The boy ain't no fashion. Yeah. Hey, man, go on over to the website and cop something. And we back up in this thing. And uh, for those of you who might be noticing, I got my LeBron jersey on. You know why? Because I got to keep shooting. We ain't stopping. Um, <laughs> so we, we left off. Uh, shit is picking up. You finally go ahead and let... Let him go ahead and uh, get some of that pussy. You put that pussy on him. And uh, from there, I guess this, it, the relationship ensued. Well, yeah. So, I gave him some pussy. So, and basically, I didn't think we were in a relationship. I just thought, like, you know, I needed somewhere to stay, so I gave him some. Anyways. So I started working at V Live, and you know he helped me, you know, get some stage sets, whatever, get some stuff done. Then slowly we build into a relationship. She skipped over a lot of shit. What, what, what do you got done? When you say get some shit done, some stage sets. What's okay? You got to okay, explain okay. it for people who don't understand. To get some titties, I got some titties. So he bought some titties. Yeah, he bought my titties. Yeah. What else did he buy? Oh no, he didn't buy that. <laughs> oh, somebody else bought that. So titties. Somebody on your wall about that. <laughs> hey, hold on now. Ooh. Hey. Hey. God damn it! Somebody on the wall about this? Yeah. Hey, that's a good story. A butt lift, but that that's a long story. <laughs> oh shit. We need that. Oh shit. Somebody on, oh, now that's, that's taking it all the way home there, boys. We got to stop for this. She said somebody on the wall. Fuck. Ah, oh, shit. He contributed. He contributed to that. Fox. Oh, kill me, Fox. I don't know, shit. Anyways. Oh, uh, no, we're going to need that name. We're going to need that name. You don't name drop. No, god damn it. This is the name. Now, that's a picture drop. We need, come on, bro. You can't, come on now. Come on now. It's comedy. Ain't nobody give a fuck. Nobody tripping. No, no. Who, who on the wall put in for the ass? I was drunk. He was nice. So anyway, who was the nigga? We need. Was he in one of the bigger? We, pictures? Come on now. That's, that, that's you can't. You got to tell us that one. Now. He was not in the bigger pictures. That's too old, right? Yeah. Well, <laughs> no. <laughs> where, where, where he at? Anyways, come on, like bro. I say, we got, got Damon down guys. here. We got Eddie down here. We got Martin, Keenan, Harvey Wayne's, and Dave Chappelle. Who, who, who contributed to that? Oh, Jamie. Patrice O'Neill. Who? No, okay, she don't. Never mind. Uh, Jamie Foxx. Anyways, Jamie Foxx. Right. 
<laughs> so it's no. It's a no on Fox. So if I say the right person, you're going to say this. No, right. I'm not. <laughs> hey, man, we're going to need that guy. And hey, that's twice, bro. It's so bad when girls name drop. Like, Who the if fuck is- I name drop, I'm going to have to drop everybody name. Save it for your book. <laughs> Listen, we just talking about today. We we ain't tripping. We love everybody up there. We it's no it's no diss. We didn't already say DC bought them titties. Who bought your ass? Okay, we gonna get back. <laughs> we, we we are we are on timeout because the people at home they is not having this. Like you can't you can't throw DC out there and then not throw out the goddamn what's up, King anyway. A, uh, King Evan or whoever the fuck name you threw out there. What was the name? King, whoever you said you... Oh, King Alvin? Yeah, he's fuck. nowhere. He's in jail. So, so, so we, we got a jail populace of people watching this on this podcast. Shout out to all our brothers that's incarcerated watching this on your apparatus. <laughs> you know, we love you out here on this outside world. We can't wait till you get out. You give us a call on the, the number down below. 323-385-9734. We're going to get somebody over there to you and get some money on your books possibly. Just give us a call. <laughs> Back to this. You know what? I guess we're going to say that for Patreon too. We'll get it to you on Patreon. So he got some shit done. Mm-hmm. And now when is this uh, the next level is what? Well, you know, basically we just, I don't know. how. It's funny how we got together because he was like, you my girlfriend. I was like, okay, that was it. That was like, nigga, that's it, bitch. You, you with me? Yeah, that's it. You, you know what's crazy? Being a girlfriend, sometimes girls get more excited about being somebody's girlfriend than they do about being married and somebody's wife. It's the weirdest shit. The weirdest shit I've seen. I've seen girls get geeked about being a girlfriend over being a wife. You know why? Because girlfriends just have the fun shit. Wives do the shit that the, the, the girlfriends don't want to do. I know. When I became a wife, I got more stricter. I guess the girlfriend, I really, he was like, nonchalant. Yeah. So you was like, hey, I'm a wife now, bitch. So what's what's happening? Yeah. So um, we started dating. We dated for a little bit, probably about a year or so. And eventually he gave me a ring. Switch fingers, but it's my ring. And went to Vegas, got that done, and then I found out that he he got a girl pregnant. Wait, wait, y'all went to Vegas and got married? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's and then I found out he got a girl pregnant, and then like from there it just went downhill. <laughs> from there it was like kids popping out of nowhere. Like, he has a good 12 kids. How many of them he had while he was with you? With me, he done had three. So Wait, so it was after kid three. Then it was like, oh yeah, all right, nigga. I was already done on kid two. Well, the kid two, it was a pop-up baby. You know what I mean? Like. The baby was already there. Yeah, there the baby bef- was there, there before but you. he said it wasn't his, and then it found out it was his. So, okay. And she was five, so she's older than my daughter. So after the pop up kid, when did your kid come in in between the kids that's being had? My kid came in after the the um after the girl who said she was pregnant after I got my ring. Okay, so you you and he told me that wasn't his baby that she was lying that she was pregnant by somebody else. Find out it was his baby. So because the baby looked just like him. So you find out about this baby, then you're still married, then baby two pops up, and then you like you have your kid, then baby two pops up. Well, baby two, no, baby 
three, the last baby popped up. It's a lot of getting somebody Ooh, over there to just, him happening. Yeah. He, he was getting somebody over there to him. Boys, we're going to have to put DC's picture on the wall up here in a minute. The boy was got some, he got somebody over there to him. Number it was, he was doing it too much. I, I was getting somebody over there to a lot of people. He was definitely getting somebody over there to a lot of people. Uh, so, in the end, I guess, divorce happens. Well, we moved out here to L.A., and that was his time to start over. Um, that was his time to start over. You know, we talked about it. I had already filed for divorce, and I was going through it with my lawyer and stuff like that. We decided to give it a second, well, not a second, probably like a fourth chance. And we got here to L.A. He was he had a clean slate. You know, I was like, you can't make the same mistake you made in Houston, you know, no, you got a bad name out there, so this your clean slate. So we get out here, and he started, mess, of course, back at it, messing with the strippers and stuff like that. And, you know, I go through his phone. I find different videos with different hoes. So I just had enough. And at the time, my dad was going through cancer. He had um, his cancer had spread it, so he had full cancer. And I was just like, I was too depressed about that because my dad was my everything to me. And I felt like he wasn't, DC wasn't there for me. And, you know, I felt like I was just done. I was done. Did you, is your dad still with us? No, he passed. And the worst thing is my dad, he was sick. I flew, DC dropped me off at the airport. And the night he died, and then he went to go see one of the strippers. So it just, just him not being like caring that the whole fact that I'm going through this just showed me he doesn't care about me. You know, that this is, I'm not who he wanted to be with really. Cause I was there when his dad passed away. So you're not going to be there for me. And it kind of like, you know, it's like, I could have done a lot of stuff. Like I could have been with a whole lot of men. Like, better than you, so, I don't know. When your dad die? Um, February the 26th. Oh, year? This year, 2019. Okay. Yeah, well, you know, you've a uh, part of the Dead Dad's Club. My daddy passed away, uh, you know what I'm saying? And we drink to them daddies that was in our life, man. I always drink to them. Yes. You know what I'm saying? That just goes to show you, no matter what type of life you have and where you come from, being a daddy is so fucking important. And, uh... Here go the thing. Let's end this on a positive note. I think, you know, sometimes relationships don't work out the way you want them to. But I think the takeaway from this is, is being a better parent, being a better co-parent. If you got kids out here with other people and a relationship don't work out, don't give up on being a good co-parent. And y'all do everything you can and not fight for the relationship, but fight for making sure that the, the father and the daughter or son or the mother and the daughter or son have a good co-parent relationship. And I think that's, what's, that's what we learned from all this, you know, no matter what the, the situation is. Fight as much as you can to try and be in your kid's life and try to make a peaceful environment for them to understand and live in. You know what I'm saying? I, uh, it's crazy. Strip club brings together a lot of people. Um, you wouldn't believe it, but a lot, so much happens in a strip club so frequently. Uh, me, and, me and my wife, we go to the strip club together. This night in particular, uh, it's me, my homegirl, uh, Bill. She's got our podcast, uh, the Raw Passion podcast that uh, we're getting off the ground. 
So shouts out to Bill in Houston. Um, that podcast is going to be the shit. Um, mother, businesswoman, dancer, to now, you know, personality. So just having that story, having that side, and I think it's so interesting because a lot of times guys, and we, we might be guilty of it, y'all bad as fuck. Girls be bad and shit. Niggas be focused on that. And sometimes you guys might think that we're not interested in what you guys got to say. So it's always good to hear a woman's perspective on life and, you know, how you got to go out there and make your life and make it happen in the shit you encounter. Um, so me, Bia, my wife, Courtney, we out. We kicking it at the strip club. Now, I'm kind of playing the backseat a little bit. You know what I'm saying? I'm just chilling. They out here. They looking good. They running up. They dancing. So we at Onyx. And uh, my homegirl, uh, China, she comes over. She was like, um, you know, you know, your girl bad and shit, nigga. You know, these old niggas is out tonight. The niggas with money is out. This nigga behind you, multimillionaire, blows money all the time. You know, you should just be aware about it because he's looking at your bitch. He already done pulled me twice and asked me who she was. I was like, that's my homeboy wife. And he was like, well, that nigga got more money than me. And I was like, look, let me tell you something. I don't care about money. It ain't about money. It's all about feeling. Because you can have money and have no feeling. But God damn it, when you got no feeling, you ain't got nothing. So I ain't tripping. I walk off. And I walk off, I look back at Courtney. Courtney look at me. She give me the nod. I already know what time it is. I stay in the bathroom for a minute. and give me a blunt. I start smoking a blunt. I'm giving it about 10 minutes, maybe 15. I'm out the room. Walk back in the club, put the blunt out, come back in. Courtney got a stack of money in her hand. She got about $400. Bia got about two stacks in each hand, so she got another, one, two, three, maybe like five or six hundred dollars. They got a thousand dollars in their hand. Ain't my goddamn money. I didn't come in there with none of them intentions. We pop one bottle, little bottle of Bel Air. We're just gonna have some champagne and then leave. Look at the girls at them, you know, whatever, and then get out of here. They got a thousand dollars in their hand. Now, I'm watching what's happening. They're throwing the money. And then Bia stepping in front of Courtney. As she's throwing the money, she's taking the stacks and putting it in, put in, in the purse. purse. So they throwing a little bit at a time. This nigga, he lit, he throwing shit. And I see what's happening from across the room. I said, oh, yes. It's a That's hustle. That's Uncle Sam for you, baby. That's a hustle. And he's All saying, that good That's money. what you do. All that good money to buy. Money to buy. They and that's what the girls who don't dance do. Are getting this money in droves. <laughs> I look up. I'm like, I can't walk back over there. I, but I'm like, no, fucking, I gotta walk back over there because it's gonna be weird if I don't walk back over there. So I walk over there and sit down. The nigga's throwing money over me. His oh, yeah, shit he's is raining to on me. He's, I say, hey, I say, so when the first couple dollars, I look back, I'm like, nope. Cause see, that's a sign of disrespect. When the nigga throw money and it hit you. Mm-hmm. Hey, nigga, another dollar following me, bitch. <laughs> Beat your old ass in here. The money ain't gonna stop this ass whooping. Whoever with you getting getting hit with a broke bottle. But my but my inner pimp said, relax. Yes, let them get this money. Let them get this money. I walked out again. <laughs> came back in 10 minutes. Again, they got another $700 out this nigga. We are up and Onyx is to the play. 22 <laughs> Hundred dollars. They maybe have thrown two, but they up to twenty two hundred dollars. Sure. 
So I come That's back in. I said, I said, okay. <laughs> right, nigga. I get back. I say, let's get out of here. I look in the bag. I see how much money in it. I said, let's go. We walk right out. Boom. Jump in the car. We laughing like a motherfucker. Laughing. We laughing in court. He was like, that nigga really thought I was going. He, yeah. he was saying all this shit. And he asked me for a number. You know what number I gave him? Three two three. Three eight five nine seven three four. Give me a call. We'll get somebody over to tell you, old nigga. Because we got definitely twenty two hundred dollars of your money. And so I laughed about it all night long, nigga. We we laugh, laugh, laugh. I pull up at the gas station. I run in there real quick. I grab some blunts, some uh, rhino peels. Cause I'm finna tear Courtney ass out the frame. I'm finna take risk my life to, to get this dick hard tonight. I'm going to tell you about the goddamn frame. Rhino pills. The rhino pills. When you crack the rhino. Ah! That's when it's been, that's when you know the release the Kraken. Release it. So that's my plan. I'm in there grabbing my shit. I come out. A phantom is outside. I said, shit. It's a nice ass car. I got to get my game up. You know what I'm saying? Got to get me going to the phantoms. So I'm walking around the car. The Phantom's blocking my car, but it's in the way I walk around. The nigga got his window down. My window's down. It's the nigga from the strip club. Old nigga sitting there talking through the window to Courtney and Bia. They laughing. I walk up. I jump in the car. Start the car up. I threw one of the rhino pills in my mouth. Drunk me a little soda. <laughs> I turned and looked out the window and I looked him dead in the eyes and I said, Did you miss me? God damn. Took him around the world for that one. I'm Billy Sorrells. And this is my good friend, Barbara Monroe. More to come next time on Did You Miss Me Podcast. We'll see you.